Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup, takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza, the Mediterranean chicken. Well, he's got his own blog going right now, though he would defer to uh, longtime Edmonton, or, uh, national uh, sports uh, talk show host Bob McCallum. Uh, and they had uh, Gary Bettman, I believe, on today. Um, John Shannon, our NHL insider, joins us right now. John, how are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, did you do, did you guys do Gary today? Yeah, this morning. Just uh, actually about a half hour before the uh, puck dropped in the Tampa, Florida game. How did that go? It was a loving. You know, uh, you know, the days of Bacala taking shots at Bettman are gone. Uh, and uh, I think Gary was relatively shocked that Mr. McCallum is very complimentary. So it was, uh, it was just nice to be part of a, a, a smile, having seen two smiling faces in McCowan and Bettman at the same time. Now, is that because McCowan credits the league for the course and direction they took in terms of this return to play? I think that there was a, the, the amazing thing to me was that Bob was very complimentary. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and right. when you consider what we, what, what we see on a daily basis uh, with Major League Baseball and what's going on with the National Football League. What the NHL has done and uh, also the NBA have done is uh, strokes of brilliance. As you know, uh, the case rate in Edmonton, low. Uh, Though it's picked up in July. I mean, we've opened up, right? We're basically in phase three right now in the province of Alberta. We've had a tough run at an old age, uh, you know, uh, extended elderly care facility here in Edmonton, and a couple, one at the the Misericordia Hospital, and the other at an extended elderly care facility um, that has unfortunately uh, brought the death totals up in our market up, uh, you know, relative to Edmonton, uh, a bit of a spike, but we're still just at 1,575 positive cases, and they've tested over 182,000 times. So that positivity rate is below 0.9%. Uh, my buddy, the Chiseler, uh, who let's just say is very close to uh, the medical community in Las Vegas, uh, just sent, me, <laughs> yes. sent, me, sent me a note today saying they had 1,000 positive tests in Vegas today. And Edmonton's at 1,575. Edmonton had 18. So it's amazing how this changed and how it's, you know, uh, the, the league's course of action was the right one. They went to the safest places that they could get to. Well, in Toronto uh, yesterday, 79 cases. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, truly phenomenal. And you, you talk about Edmonton being in stage three. Uh, Toronto goes to stage three on Friday. And there will so, uh, be an increase so when that happens. Yeah, there'll sure be an there inc- yeah, yeah, sure there will. I mean, and when you consider the weather that we have had in southern Ontario, Bob, uh, the amount of people out on the streets, in the parks, on the beaches, uh, I'm amazed that the numbers haven't spiked already. They did for a couple of days, but uh, 
you know, the, the vigilance of Canadians, and it's not just here, but it's across the country, the vigilance of Canadians uh, to, to follow the, uh, uh, the medical advice, the scientists uh, to, to solve this issue uh, is coming through. I mean, I, I went to Safeway before I, I do the shopping, as you know, and I went to Safeway today uh, after we prepped the show and got everything ready at about 11 o'clock. 80 to 85 percent, like I think I counted 23, 24 people, and I think 18 or 19 had masks on. So, well, if you hear in no, Ontario, everybody has to wear a mask in, yeah, in, there, in, in any store. There's not a mandatory mask law yet. That's the point I'm making. Wow. And it, we still there, have. There should be. There well, should and, be. So. Fair enough. Uh, all right, that's switch. Look, you know TV better than any. By the way, did you get a chance to listen to any of the radio calls last night? I thought Jack was good. I thought his color man lacked something. I don't know. How was that? It, it's amazing how many times I hear that from you. Uh, <laughs> I, I've often said, John, of the uh, of the uh, six uh, weekly guests that we have on this show. You're one of my six favorites. Actually, you're my well, sixth favorite. But anyhow. I, I was going to say, I'm a, of, the, of the six guys, I'm in the top seven. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, telling? there you go. Uh, you, you know TV as well as anybody. I mean, the league hired you. The Maple Leafs hired you. You yep. were a producer. Yep. What, what have you thought visually of the shows? Well, I, I think the staging of the two arenas is spectacular. Uh, they've done an amazing job. Where, you know, the, the fact that you don't get blown away by seeing too many empty seats. Uh, in fact, the way, and, and, and this goes to uh, Rogers Place. Rogers Place's lighting is so good, and what they can manage is you don't see any empty seats at all in, in Edmonton. That, to me, is that's one less distraction for you as a viewer. Um, the, I mean, the camera angles are the camera angles. They've added one camera, uh, we're, we're, you know, and I, I, I'm not being critical but they've added one key new camera angle that gets you higher and farther away from the ice than where they're making lots of noise about how good it is i want to get lower and closer and i think as we as the comfort factor goes with the production people uh, i expect to get lower and closer to the game and better more close-ups and and uh, better opportunities to see replays from those positions but right now i mean it, it's exhibition time for the players it's also exhibition time and experimentation time uh, for the broadcasters. They, uh, overall, uh, the, the games that I've watched so far, and unfortunately I've watched all of them, uh, it's been okay. <laughs> it hasn't blown me out of the water, but it's been okay. All right. Well, it's, uh, I appreciate your, your assessment there on that because uh, you know the, you know, I, I know the numbers. And, uh, you know, as a former font court and stats guy, I uh, knew how to sell numbers once in a while. But, uh, I, I, you know, I couldn't switch a game if my life depended upon no. that. So. Here, here's, here's, the, here's the one thing I would say that, uh, that we just we have to be aware of. And, it, you know, yesterday afternoon, Sportsnet made a terrible mistake by not putting the first game on. Uh, the criticism of Sportsnet yesterday was valid. Uh, yes. And they responded today by making sure that those exhibition games that weren't supposed to be televised are now being televised. So um, it, this is this is going to change, and the ebb and flow is going to change. The production ideas are going to change. You know, this is a time where we have to be flexible. Uh, and uh, obviously the broadcasters and the, the production people are going to have to be flexible too as they try to improve the coverage. I, and I, I got to tell you, I couldn't believe the like in terms of our broadcast, which were done out of the Chad boardroom, 
Just a yeah. full credit to the engineering people uh, in the Ched building, but also, uh, you know, the audio people uh, in the building at Rogers Place because you couldn't actually tell that we weren't no. in the building. If you listen to, right. we already ran the, the the audio recap of last night's game, and multiple people texted and said, "Hey, I didn't hear you guys last night, but wow, it sounds like every other game you guys have done over the last ten years together." So, yeah, there you that's, have it. The, that's the magic of technology now, Bob. So that yeah. means you're not going on the charter anymore. You're going to stay home. Hello? That, con- that converse that conversation's already been had there, John. But oh, uh, th- I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. It was, but here's the thing: there are so many things, particularly on radio, away from the puck. There are so many things yeah. on radio away from the puck that you see and that you describe, as every good color man does, that makes a huge difference. And and it would be if if they didn't make that decision, if any any team or any any station made that decision, it would be a travesty. Well, here's one of the things, as you know. Uh, how many, just off the, you want to hazard a guess as to how many American uh, clubs, because the seven Canadian teams all pay a, a legitimate radio rights fee to broadcast the games. So all seven teams are making money off radio. How many in the States make money out of the 24 American teams? How many do you think make money off radio? Ten, maybe. And that's part of the challenge the radio has is it's a different, uh, you, you know what I mean? It's a different. Yeah. Different yeah, situation but, in Canada. so whatever. But, I mean, it just, but, but radio radio has a different role to play in sure. different places. In Vancouver We're, and in Edmonton, where there's lots of times where guys are and, and this pre this is pre pandemic when guys are driving home from work and can listen to the game. You you know hockey games become the best drive drive time format you can have, and right. and, and that's that's why that's why radio is so valuable. Uh, to people in Edmonton and people in Vancouver. All right, John, we're going to do a rapid-fire uh, qualifier round because we're not going to have you on again until Monday, and we're already going to have a day you know, uh, day worth of games. And so here we go. We'll start in the Western Conference because that's the kind of guy I am. I don't want to start in the East because they always start in the East. Start in the West, Calgary and Winnipeg. Uh, 30 seconds. Who are you taking and why? Winnipeg, Connor Hellebuck and the Jets forwards, their size. I expect to see Adam Lowry uh, and somebody of that ilk all over Sean Monaghan and Johnny Goodrow. Okay. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks and the Minnesota Wild. I like Vancouver. I like Jacob Markstrom in goal. I like the fact that Quinn Hughes and uh, Elias Pettersson have, have a full extra year under their belt. And uh, I think the Canucks might be a sleeper in the Western Conference. Nashville and Arizona. Uh, you know, the John Jacob story is a story for us. It's not a distraction for the players, but still, I, I think that uh, I think the, the Predators' defense is just so darn good. Ellis is healthy now again. Yossi is Yossi. Uh, Ekholm is Ekholm. I, I, think the, I think the Predators will grind this one out. Toronto and Columbus out east. What happened to the, what happened to the other team? The other we're, saving, the other? we're saving our okay. series for last. Okay, uh, I'm going to pick Columbus. Uh, really? I, I think uh, I think I think big boy hockey comes back. I think John Tortorella's teams will play more physical than any other team in the East, and I think that that's the one downside of the Maple Leafs. I don't think they're physical enough, and I think in the end uh, it's it will be it go the full five games, and I think that the, the bumps and bruises that the Blue Jackets will put on the Maple Leafs will be a difference maker. Carolina and the Rangers. Uh, Carolina saw the Rangers beat them four times during the regular season. Yeah, I, this to me is uh, 
We, we talked about Vancouver being the dark horse in the in the West. I think the everybody should be watching out for the Rangers. You know, this this Shesterkin, since he right. took over goaltending for the Rangers, uh, they have they become a different team. And, I agree. and their young their young defense is is going to make a difference. Panarin is a Hart Trophy candidate because he's that good. Uh, Zibanejad has matured into a great player. I think the Rangers could scare anybody in the in the the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs and the second round of the Stanley Cup yeah. playoffs. And Shesterkin is the real thing. He's the real deal. I've thought Chris Knobloch was, you know, reaching out during the season. Stoff, this guy's going to be something. And when they called him up, they were a different club. That right side of the defense that the Rangers have in terms of transition to puck, like they don't even use Truba on the well, power play. You know, you got D'Angelo there and. Well, and, and actually, you mentioned Tony D'Angelo. Here's a kid who uh, all the hype in junior hockey, now he appears, and David Quinn deserves a ton of credit, has his head screwed on properly because he was a hothead prima donna in yeah. junior hockey wherever he played. Boy, oh, boy. He played with Darnell and Sault Ste. Marie, and Dar- thank God Darnell was there for the for the Greyhounds because D'Angelo couldn't even keep him straight, thinking straight every time. Anyway, the D'Angelo's become a man and become mature, and, and that makes a huge difference. I mean, D'Angelo had 53 points in 68 games this year. They got Fox, who's a right shot, that had 42 and 70, and then Truba. I mean, that's your three. I mean, they got three guys that can really transition the puck on the right side of the back end. Edmonton will get there with Baron Bouchard at some point, just not uh, this year in the playoffs. Uh, that leaves, uh, so we, uh, well, the series that I'm probably going to be least interested in, sorry, but the Islanders in Florida. Yeah, who cares? Uh, I saw Florida <laughs> play today. No, seriously, but I love Lou Lamorello. Lou Lamorello is one of my favorite people. Yes, um, he he's one of my favorite people. Um, I'm not laughing yeah. about that. I'm laughing because it's the Who Cares Cup. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I watched Florida play today, and Florida wants to be out of the bubble already. So um, uh, that's a, that's will be that'll be a quick series uh, with the Islanders uh, winning. Well, the Islanders in Columbus, those teams played hard, right, last year early. Yeah. And I just, you know, those teams make me a little ner- I, I By the way, I've got the Leafs over Columbus. But uh, Montreal and Pittsburgh, do the uh, Penguins win that in two? Uh, again, um, I mean, uh, the marquee nature of Montreal uh, on a Saturday night will will raise some interest. But uh, we, we saw how Sydney looks pretty darn good. Um, I, I just don't. I, Montreal just doesn't have any any weapons, really. I don't know how they're going to score goals. Uh, they're not physical enough. Uh, Jake Gensel being back in the lineup for Pittsburgh makes them different. Uh, Chris Letang being healthy makes them different. Um, it, the, the, it may be just the two games, uh, two games, and then uh, wave the white flag. Here, hey, hey, listen. Here's one of the issues with the bubble. You play two games, and then you can see the light at the, and you lose the first two games. You see light at the end of the tunnel. You can get out of the bubble. You know that third game may get ugly. Yeah, uh, you know what? I've thought about the same thing, and I just I look at Montreal. There were, there were comments made at various times by Carey Price, Brendan Gallagher of all people, Philip Deneau, uh, Shea Weber's an older. I don't know how much. I think there's a realism with the fact that they know their team cashed in their chips before the deadline, and I'm not convinced. They don't have the, the with all due respect to those players, and I'd love to have Gallagher on my team, and Carey Price is a great goalie, but I just don't know. You know, they haven't had the team success, and that's the difference between them and Chicago. Like, you know, maybe in the NHLPA calls, Chicago might have had some voices saying, 
you know, guys, we got to be pragmatic here. But the fact is there's winners in that Chicago's room, and they're a dangerous team as a result of that. Edmonton and Chicago, who wins the series? How many games? Uh, Edmonton in four. I, I don't know why I'm giving the Blackhawks a game. I really don't. But I, you know, I just I don't I don't really call sweeps that often. Uh, but so let the Edmonton's going to win. I, I I just I mean I don't I don't think there's any comparison between these two teams. I mean uh, the uh, you know the Oilers' speed. Uh, I think the Blackhawk defense is soft. Corey Crawford's been on the ice for like uh, a, a minute sixteen since uh, Phase Three started. Uh, uh, this this one could be quicker than four games. Uh, I don't see it being a real challenge, and I see. I, I, and I think we got a, a glimpse of it last night. You've talked about it through the show already. I think we've seen a new level of depth in the Oilers lineup that every Oilers fan should be thrilled about. John, we appreciate your time. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good time. I'm, you know, you and Jack. I like listening. We'll be uh, talking with you on Monday. Thanks a lot. That's John Shannon from our NHL Network. It's 151 in Edmonton, and we'll wrap up the show with this day in Oilers history when we return. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, coming up at uh, 2.05 today, 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. And 98% of physicians, medical students, and residents surveyed by the Alberta Medical Association say they don't have confidence in current health minister Tyler Shandro. AMA president Dr. Christine Molnar will join Jalen today after 2 o'clock to discuss uh, very quickly. Many of you that are of the older vintage would remember Running back Steve Molnar of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and he and Danny Kepley once had one of the most hellacious collisions, helmet to helmet. They both got knocked out cold on the field. And uh, Kepley got taken to the sidelines, and Dwayne Mandrusiak had to hide his helmet because he wanted to get back into the game even though he was badly concussed at the time. When I think of the name Molnar, that's what comes across my mind. I, mean, it's probably, I think it happened about 75, 76 back in the day. Uh, again, tomorrow, an abbreviated version of Oilers Now, because we're going to carry the Justin Trudeau segment of, uh, I guess it'll be some form of cross-examination coming in Commons uh, to do with the Wii scandal. Louis DeBrusque will join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. To this day in Oilers history. And back in the 630 Chad Studios, he was the biggest Steve Molnar fan 14 years before he was born. Here's Brandon Escott. <laughs> back in 1986, former Oilers defenseman Anton Belov is born in Russia. His only NHL season came with Edmonton in the 2013-14 campaign when he registered one goal and six assists across 57 games. He then represented Russia at the Olympics and the World Cup that year, returned home to play for SKA St. Petersburg, where he's been ever since. So he's playing for the best team in the KHL. Like That's basically one of the two best teams in Russia. And he's been able to play there forever. I think that if Beloff had gotten over a couple of years earlier, he might have had a chance. Uh, I'm hearing the money's completely gone out of the KHL system. Uh, you know, Gilbert Brule probably was an $800 million player one time. And it wouldn't surprise me now, because uh, uh, just because of the challenges right now in the KHL, that good players are getting signed for $300,000. 
three hundred thousand there versus that's euros versus three hundred thousand in North America. You're paying a considerably different tax rate, but still big difference. Reid Wilkins has inside sports night. Brendan, any idea what's shaking there? Yeah, you bet. Uh, they're going to recap uh, the win last night in exhibition action for the Oilers, and then you'll hear from former NHLer Matthew Barnaby and from Brian Wild from Global Montreal. Oh wow, Brian Wild. We've had him on the show here. He's a smart guy. Certainly uh, has a good feel. It gave us the update on what it was like in Montreal with COVID uh, about three months ago on the show. Again, Louis DeBrusque, and then we'll carry the uh, Trudeau uh, We uh, Commons event, which will be tomorrow from 1 until 2. Uh, up next, again, a global news weather traffic update with David Bowles, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.